Hello and welcome to NSTA The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I am Kurt Mackerson and just want to remind folks that today is the last day. Our room block was extended from June 24th, but now our deadline is today. So if you have plans on attending the NSTA annual meeting and convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin from July 24th through the 28th, You'll have to make your room block reservations today at the Fister Hotel. If you need information about the room block, you can always contact us at info at yellowbuses.org. Now today at NSDA, the bus stop, we're so pleased to have Jim Crowcroft. He's North American dealer, sales and service manager for Thomas Built Buses, a great supporter of NSDA. So Jim, welcome to NSDA, the bus stop. Good morning, Kurt. How are you? I'm doing well, my friend. You know, when we have folks on the bus stop, what we usually do is, is because it's so interesting, is go through a little there of their background in student transportation because everybody comes into the industry from a different place and, and some of the backgrounds are really fascinating. So I'm going to toss that over to you to talk about your background in student transportation and, you know, how you got involved in the field. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been a long road, that's for sure, Kurt. And I've been in this industry, in the automotive industry anyways, for over 40 years. I'm, uh, I'm seeing a little too many gray hairs these days, but uh, it's been a great ride. I spent some time at uh, Ford Motor and been in and out of Freightliner about three or four times in my career. And uh, the last seven years I've been with Thomas. Uh, and honestly, this has been the, the most pleasurable time uh, of my career. The school bus industry is a, is a unique industry. The relationships that you make, the friendships you make are are incredible, long-lasting, um, different than anything I've ever done in my career. You know, it's been it's been wonderful. You know, I think people ask me about the differences between, you know, automotive, commercial, and and the school bus industry. And I'll tell you, I think it comes down to the cargo, the cargo we carry. It's the most precious cargo, and the dedication and the focus um, that the professionals in this industry exhibit is something like I've never seen. And it's just it's a wonderful place to be. Couldn't think of a, a better job. And uh, you know, I love seeing all the people. I'm really looking forward to getting back to back to seeing people's faces and not masks. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Milwaukee. Yeah, and I think all of us have a fair amount of Zoom call fatigue at this point, you know, as well. You know, Thomas has been such a great supporter of NSTA over the years. I mean, you guys have traditionally sponsored our awards dinner at uh, annual meeting convention. Now we're morphing that into an awards and installation dinner. Maybe you could talk a few minutes about, you know, the relationship between Thomas Built Buses and NSTA and, and how it's such a great symbiotic relationship. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Thomas is, uh, I think we could call ourselves a charter OE member. You know, the NSTA has been around over 50 years and, and Thomas has been there almost every step of the way. You know, we've always looked at NSTA as, as probably the most organized most powerful advocate for school transportation in North America. And, you know, we've done everything we can as a manufacturer to ensure that NSTA, NSTA stays strong, stays uh, as a powerful voice. You know, contractors, like I said a minute ago, you know, these aren't just business people. These are our friends. And we want to make sure that all contractors, the NSTA is, is strong and a, and a, and a tremendous uh, voice for this industry. Some of the things that we help NSTA with, uh, you know, with the efforts that you guys provide in Washington, some of the uh, school safety 
uh, initiatives that uh, NST continues to promote. You know, we always stand alongside as a partner and provide whatever support we can give um, to the organization. And of course, then there are the events, which we all enjoy. It's the best part of the events to me are just seeing all the people that, you know, I, I see along the way and, and not just the contractors, but the but other vendors and even our competitors. You know, this one thing again, that's unique about the school bus business. Uh, uh, some of the competitors are good friends of mine. You know, we've, we'll, we'll go to battle every day on the street for, for business, but at the end of the day, we're all good friends and we all know we've got a, you know, higher calling, you know, to keep our kids safe and, and uh, you know, continue to support and expand, you know, safety initiatives and student transportation. Uh, as, as I no, said, you're uh, right. you, as you mentioned a minute ago too, Kurt, I want to say um, we're proud again to be the sponsor for the closing night dinner at the uh, annual meeting convention in Milwaukee and uh, look forward to see uh, the tweak that you guys are, are providing to that dinner. But as always, um, it's our pleasure to, to be the, the closing night sponsor. That's a great event. Of course, all the events that you guys put on at the national meeting are fun. But again, it's our pleasure and our honor to be a part of that. Nope, uh, we, we appreciate the support. And yeah, it's going to be a, a full night on uh, Tuesday with the uh, Thomasville buses it's an installation dinner because we had a little bit of carryover for awards from, you know, our COVID canceled live meeting of last year. So we have a few more awards. I don't think people will complain about that. And, and to your point, there's a great camaraderie within the industry, even amongst competitors. And, and I think one of the areas that we can highlight that demonstrates that camaraderie is the OEM panel at AMC. And, and we've been doing that for a while. We'll be doing it in Milwaukee and we're going to overlay uh, an actual OEM panel with a meet and greet so you guys can talk one-on-one, you know, with contractor members. But why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, traditionally what the OEM panel, you know, has looked like at at our AMC. Well, yeah, you know, every year, um, you know, we we are a key participant in that. I think, uh, you know, our, our, we, what we like about the OEM panel is it's a chance for the committee, the the, uh, technology committee of NSTA to get updates from all of the key manufacturers that, that support NSTA. And, you know, we try to keep it light, but we also try to, you know, hit it hard with information about where our company is and where we're going and what we think about the future, you know, in terms of vehicle technologies going forward. And, and it's a great chance for us to also interact with the, the uh, customers in the room and get their feedback, you know. So, you know, we, we don't always write about our assumptions about where this industry is going, but we get good feedback from customers in those discussions. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, we can come back from those events and sit with our development folks and, uh, you know, make sure that we're steering our, our ship in the right direction. So, yeah, it's always a, a great opportunity to talk about tech. I'm a tech guy anyway, so it's, it's kind of interesting for me to hear the perspectives from all of the uh, OEMs and, uh, you know, stay on top of what's going on in our industry. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, trying to go back in my memory bank, and I think it was December 2019, I had Kelly Edgerton on the podcast. And, you know, we were talking in broad strokes about, you know, the electric bus and, and your version of it, Julie. And, and really so much has, has changed in those 18 months, you know, and, and really electric school buses. Uh, I was at a couple conferences last week and, and risen to the forefront. So maybe you could take a minute and talk about, you know, where you see the future of the school bus industry going and specifically highlighting, you know, the zero emission vehicles and the Thomas electric bus called Julie. For sure. Yeah. You, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Kurt. 
I've just, you know, as I, I told you earlier today, I've been in the midst of, you know, the, uh, the road show. This is a school show season and I'm traveling all over the United States and, and hopefully we'll get to Canada before they open up the country because, uh, you know, we try to tap each and every state event, contractor events around the country. And needless to say, the topic du jour is electric buses. You know, on that topic uh, here at Thomas, you know, we're fully engaged now. We rolled out our Julie three years ago, kicked it off three years ago, and now we're in full production. Got a, a significant backlog of orders and extremely high interest in uh, the EV product. Um, obviously, it's a significant change in a school bus operation. It's what we believe is the future of school transportation. And I, I'll tell you, I've, I've been in this industry, as, as I said, for a long time, and I've seen a lot of trends come and go. This is the most aggressive trend I have ever seen in my career. The interest is off the charts, but also the lack of information, the knowledge uh, gap is pretty significant. And that's one of the things that we're focusing on uh, here at Thomas. And uh, you know, today, all the other OEMs, they're either all in or they're quickly entering uh, the EV market. We've even seen some new players pop into the space in, you know, in terms of product uh, vendors, suppliers, component suppliers. Of course, there's another element that we've never really thought about in the school bus industry, and that's the uh, link to utility companies. We have, we have to start learning about how the utility companies tick because they become a, a key component in electrification of the school bus industry. And uh, you know, they're, they're deeply involved. They're very interested. We've had conversations with some of the largest utility companies in North America about how do they fit in this big picture of uh, electrification. Of course, financial partners, consultants, there's all kind of elements that are coming into play. It's a lot of money that's on the table, not just in the vehicles, but also in the infrastructure required to transition this industry. Uh, you know, I firmly believe this is the trend. This is the future of the school bus industry. Now, how long that's going to take is a good question. You know, we've heard about, you know, we know there's local state grants that have been in place for quite some time. Most of those are short, short-term or smaller elements of, you know, the evolution. You know, we've heard about the federal government stepping in with the proposal to provide significant funds that could be directed at electrification of school buses. So whether that happens or not remains to be seen. But we also see that electrification can stand on its own in the future without grants, and that will be um, something that we'll pay very close attention to. You know, there's, there's some belief in the industry that the cost of the, the upfront capital cost for EVs will trend down, downward. Not sure if that's going to happen, but regardless, uh, there's a, a, a significant difference in the uh, total cost of operation running an electric school bus versus we call now ICE, internal combustion engine bus. And that's the diesel, gas, propane, et cetera, engines of, that we are all familiar with. So um, that's another area that I, th I think will dramatically evolve over the next few years. And we're also repositioning our resources to ensure that we're not just a vehicle provider, but we're also, we like to use the term around here, ecosystem, the entire EV ecosystem. And when I say that, I mean, it's not just the vehicle, it's the vehicle, it's the financial support, it's the, the work, working uh, cooperatively with the power companies to provide infrastructure, and other support needed to run the electric vehicles economically. And, and of course, the after sales uh, support. You know, we're lucky that Thomas can leverage, you know, expertise in manufacturing. And also we've got the best dealer uh, network in North America and school buses. 
and um, we're rapidly con uh, training and and setting our dealers up to be prepared for this significant evolution uh, over the next uh, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. You know, at that point too, you know, this conversion is going to take time. We're going to need to see improvements uh, in initial costs, and we're working on technology changes to improve the capital cost of the vehicles. There'll need to be some improvements in battery life to, you know, improve the operating range and, and the, you know, the replacement cost of batteries to ensure the buses, you know, can be used in a, you know, reasonable period uh, or reasonable life uh, that we're used to. And of course, the infrastructure is probably the biggest question mark. There's tremendous challenges with building the infrastructure. But the good news is the technology is there. And there's also a new thing that we've never really had to worry about, something that Thomas was a pioneer in the first to market with, and that's called vehicle to grid, where the school buses can actually be an asset in the grid and act, act as a storage capacitor for excess power generation. And that's one of the areas that we've been working very, very closely with, with the utility uh, industry, uh, with our uh, customers that are entering into the EV business uh, here lately. And that's something that's uh, really, really interesting. And I hope people, you know, uh, learn more about that and how that's going to impact our business. So, uh, you know, finally, the last thing is, you know, I had presented uh, just the other day to a, uh, a state con uh, conference, and there were a lot of people that were asking me, what about my current buses? And what about, you know, the electric doesn't fit my application. You know, some, some customers are concerned about range. And, and of course the upfront costs. And so with that said though, you know, Daimler is not, Daimler and Thomas, we're not giving up on ICE, internal combustion engines by, by any stretch of the imagination. As a matter of fact, uh, we, we currently have the best in class uh, technology with our Detroit DD5, DD8 engines and school bus. And we also have the best Cummins uh, application. We've been partners with Cummins for, for longer than anybody and we uh, still, cherish our relationship with Cummins as a engine provider. And just a few weeks ago, Daimler globally announced a joint venture with Cummins, which really surprised the industry. I think a lot of folks were saying, well, wait a minute, you just came out with a brand new diesel. That, that announcement was really to get us across the bridge to the next generation internal combustion engines. Now, diesel engines are, are not dead, <laughs> far from it. In fact, there's technologies in place that could provide diesel engines that have best-in-class emissions performance in all aspects, not just where they are today. So that will get, get us through the end of this decade into the next and with a new family of diesel engines. Um, we also have other powertrain uh, choices, other alternate fuel choices on the internal combustion side. And so for customers that aren't ready for EV or have, you know, issues that, you know, electric just doesn't fit their application right now, you know, we're there and we'll be ready to provide, you know, whatever powertrain choice is the best for any customers. Uh, operation. Yeah. And, you know, I've been traveling as well and, you know, heard some of the same concerns with respect to EVs. One additional concern, you mentioned range, which, which comes up often in my discussions with people. One other additional concern revolves around climate and the applicability of the EVs to, in particular, cold weather climate. Do you have any thoughts on, you know, that challenge? Because it is something I hear in my travels. <laughs> You're a great straight man. It's, it's amazing to say that one of the very first EVs we sold, one of the very first Julie's we sold, was to a, a customer in Toke, Alaska. Yeah, I know. I don't know where that is either. But think <laughs> about Fairbanks and, and just turn left and go about 700 miles. It's in the middle of nowhere in Alaska. And this, this director 
was so, he's a, obviously an early adopter. He found a way to fund the bus using grants uh, that were available for him from uh, his state. And he purchased one of the first Julie's and he's running it up in Tokalask. He's been using it for almost a year now. We, co- we contact him regularly because he's been a, a real good bell cow for testing cold weather environments. Obviously, it's pretty cold up there. And during the winter, he was telling us it was pushing 40 below without a wind chill. And, you know, the great thing was that the buses performed flawlessly up there. You know, one of the cool things about the Julie is our technology doesn't require any sort of additional auxiliary heaters to keep the bus hot because we have a, a specific technology on our bus that provides good heat for both the uh, batteries and for the interior of the vehicle. So it's really well suited for cold weather environments. We've seen some other customers in cold environments, northern part of the United States, uh, sold a batch of them up in the Northeast and Michigan and other places where they got through the winter just fine. Um, uh, and then of course, we've got an awful lot of them in a hot weather environment out in you know, Arizona, California. And you know, the, the product is, is performed surprisingly well um, because of the, the technology that you know, we've employed on our bus. It seems to be very well suited for all climates. And obviously t- uh, temperature has a big impact on, on range and, and vehicle operation. But again, you know, when our customers learn a little bit about what makes a Julie tick, they'll understand that it's, uh, it's really you know, re- ready for prime time technology and it works in, in almost any environment that you can imagine. Now back to that range question, you know, today we're lucky too, we lead the industry right now in, in standard vehicle range. And that's an area where you know, you've got to be smart about your application because the range is a challenge, but a couple things come into play with range. One is the front end design of the battery and how much range it provides right out the box but also your charging uh, capability. And our Julie offers uh, DC direct current charging technology, which allows it to be charged very, very quickly. And when you use fast charging technology, you can make it you know, basically double your range in a given day and really help the bus fit the applications that the vast majority of school bus customers require. Yeah, that's a real great inf- information, Jim. And you know, it, to me, it's interesting because the this is an evolution, so the technology will only get better, you know, over time. So that's and right, and so then also, if if you need a testimonial, we can send people to Tok Alaska, and you know, find out. Yeah, you, the, might, you might want to ask. Their own. July, it's a little, little more, a little easier to see. <laughs> a little more. <laughs> yeah, unless you're a real hardy soul. Correct. <laughs> yep. So, you know, we're winding down, uh, but this is great information. I do want to touch upon one subject because we know it's in the DNA of the industry, and that's school bus safety. And Thomas has been a real leader in, you know, various safety features. Can you tell us a few things that are, you know, front and center with respect to Thomas Built Buses and and safety features? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thank you for that plug. Yeah, we think that that's one area where Thomas has always been best in class, and that is providing, you know, best safety on all of our vehicles. So, you know, of course, the C2 has been really, you know, the, the uh, standard of the industry for a long time now, and we've just kept trying to up our game every year. Uh, recently, we announced the uh, availability of a new pedestrian te- uh, detection system that provides 180-degree uh, uh, safety visibility uh, using electronic technology in the area where we have the most risk, because today inside the bus is the safest place to be. Most of the incidents with uh, pedestrian injuries happens outside the bus. So we put an extra amount of focus on providing features that uh, provide safety and better visibility for the driver. Of course, we were the first in the industry with a collision avoidance system. We offered Mobileye 
uh, since uh, 2016, and now we've uh, added Webco uh, OnGuard Active Collision Avoidance System. It's a full active system and, and best in class again in some of its features. We also were the first in market factory installed 360 degree visual awareness system we call PV360. Backup cameras are virtually you know, ubiquitous. Almost every customer now is looking at things like that. And then other things like, uh, you know, one of the things I was really proud to show off last year was our exclusive auto reversing door system. So the doors are, operate kind of like elevator doors. If the, a student was to get stuck in the door or the door closed on the, on the person coming and going from the bus, the doors would automatically release and open up so that we don't have an incident of a short child getting caught in the doors and being dragged down the road. We've heard of those terrible incidents in the past. And of course, we do a lot of other things. We, we have many driver convenience features, LED lighting throughout the vehicle inside and outside. And, and one other thing on the, on the braking system, we were the first to offer the new Bendix uh, IntelliPark braking system, what I think is just absolute godsend for drivers. It's an electric over air system where you have an air, electric switch on the dash. It reduces stress on the driver's hand and also provides a, a rolling automatic braking feature will prevent the bus from rolling away should the driver forget to engage the parking brake. So those are just a few of the things that we do. Obviously, we're always working on new ideas and new safety technologies. It's one of our, our uh, you know, things that we, we pride ourselves as Thomas being the leader in safety features for school bus tech, uh, for the school bus industry. So, uh, you know, we'll talk more about this at the OEM panel and, and where we see safety going in the near future as well. By the way, I wanted to mention a little plug. You mentioned Kaylee Edgerly from one of your calls. Uh, we were real sad to announce uh, last month that Kaylee's moving on. He's taken another position which in the within the greater world of Daimler. And Kaylee was a great leader and with uh, Thomas for many, many years and uh, took us through some of the toughest years uh, over the last four or five years, but did it with style and class and, and great success. And as they say, all good things sometimes come to an end. But the good news is, uh, as Thomas veteran or Thomas alumni, Kevin Bankston was named just this past week as our new president. Kevin's getting his feet on the ground. He was here at Thomas back in the mid-2000s as our uh, CFO, and he's back now as our new president. And we're real excited to have Kevin back in the fold. And, and I'm hoping that maybe he'll make the trip to Milwaukee. Not quite sure. I haven't seen his agenda or his itinerary yet, but uh, certainly we'll be seeing at uh, some new NSTA event in the near future. All good news. And yeah, Kaylee was a, a great interview on the podcast. And as you mentioned, you know, all things, good things come to an end sometimes, but good to see, you know, that the leadership at the Thomas Built is, is in solid hands. So that's, that's great news. Jim, before we run and information, definitely looking forward to the OEM panel in Milwaukee. Folks want to learn more about Thomas Built buses. Where can they go to find out information? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, there, our website is www.thomasbuiltbuses.com, and you will find an enormous treasure trove of videos, re uh, releases, materials, et cetera, about all the things that I talked about and more. And I strongly encourage our uh, audience to visit our website. And, and definitely, if you're at the Milwaukee Convention, I'd love to see you. I'd love to shake hands and uh, smile, not no masks required. And uh, <laughs> let's, let's get this thing going and, and get back to the way things used to be, huh? Yeah, for sure. Once again, our guest at NSTA, The Bus Stop, uh, Jim Crocroft. He's North American Dealer Sales and Service Manager at Thomas Built Buses, also a great advocate for 
student transportation. Jim, thanks so much for joining us at NSTA, the bus stop, and I look forward to seeing you in Milwaukee, my friend. My pleasure, Kirk. You have a great day.